This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. They're, they're not close. Um, they're closer to being entrenched in their respective positions than they are to an agreement. There is an expectation that Major League Baseball is going to ask the players for salary rollbacks. Uh, the first volleys that we've seen from Tony Clark, head of the Player Association, Scott Boris, uh, super agent, are that, that, that they d- don't want to do that. That's ESPN's Buster Only talking about Major League Baseball. A lot of uh, smoke here that Major League Baseball could get back to spring training mm-hmm. in mid-June and then games July 1st. It would make a lot of sense if they can do that in that order, if they can do it that quickly. But I think we said a while back, right? Wouldn't it, Maybe this just makes sense to me because in my mind, I've always said May, June, and July. May and June are gone. Yeah. July. And I think I even heard somebody else say this at one point during the last couple of months and said, hey, wouldn't it be great to open things up around July 4th, kind of America, you know, all that stuff. It makes some sense, right? Great, there's some, man. There's some sense Apple to that. Apple pie, hot dogs, fireworks, and the Astros getting beaten. I love it. <laughs> well, there's even more sense, though, when it comes to baseball on July 4th, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It just feels like it's right. Yeah. And that would still allow them, I think, to get somewhere between 80 and 100 games in. So we'll see. Can you get the arms ready? Can you get all this other thing? There's so much going on. One quick thought. Uh, we're not going to spend a, a bunch of time talking. Will, will baseball come back again? These are all hypotheticals. But the, the biggest hypothetical is about the fans. And how much are these fran- franchises losing? See, nobody cares, right? Disney said they lost like $1.4 billion in the first quarter, I think. Oh, and nobody oh, cares. Poor Disney. You know, that's exactly oh. what they say, right? Why, why should we well, why, why make, should I care? They make $13 million a year, yeah. uh, day. You'll be all right. And so we really don't care. I think NFL-wise, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you might not be able to have people in the stands. Well, uh, Kamish, you make $40 million a year. Um, yeah. Shad Khan, you're worth $8.8 billion. Owners, every one of you are a billionaire, basically. Mm-hmm. You guys have made a mint for years and years and years. you got plenty in the in the kitty here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I get it. But at the same time, if you're running their business structures, this is very hard to relate. And I don't relate because I'm not running it. Mm-hmm. But if you're running a billion-dollar industry, yeah. Disney, NFL, those kind of things. Well, let's be honest. You're probably in that tax bracket anyways. But Yeah, I'm close. Yeah, I mean, I've already got rid of two houses. I have I about mean, ten more. You, you have an outdoor fireplace. So I'm <laughs> yes, that puts me in that rack of firewood is in expensive. In Jacksonville, yep. All right. <laughs> and no propane. <laughs> but uh, that would put me in a different tax bracket. Oh, that would put me in oh, uh, dear, Kingsbury's. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's crazy. But the it is a lot of money they're losing. You know, a lot of money. And how do you make it up? Can you make it up? And, and and the bottom line is you're probably not going to make it up. And for Major League Baseball, I wonder how the problems are a little different because the Yankees have an enormous amount of money. The Dodgers, the Red Sox, right? Well, the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays and the Pittsburgh Pirates and teams like that, they don't operate like that. Now, they have plenty of money and they make plenty of money. We're talking millions of dollars, but they don't. They're not producing like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox. It's a, no. it's an, it's not an even thing in in Major League Baseball. So it is interesting to hear about furloughs and and things like that in that sport. And I guess one other caveat here about the NFL, they haven't missed any games. They haven't True. missed their prime time. In fact, they haven't missed a damn thing other than OTAs, which isn't a money maker. Mm-hmm. So. 
it's it's fascinating to hear the dollars part of it. To be honest with you, and I would assume to all of you listening, when they talk dollars, whether it's Disney or Major League Baseball or NFL, it kind of just goes one in in ear one in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Because it's so much money, and I feel like they're rolling in the dough, and they have been for a long time. It's like if McDonald's is losing a lot of money right now, they've made a lot of money for a long time. They should have something built up. Mm-hmm. And if they take one hit for a bad year, well, they'll probably rebound next year. Like that's the way I feel about a lot of these businesses. Who knows if they will? That's the way I currently feel about them. Let me ask you this. Let's assume that Major League Baseball, let's not say July 4th, let's say mid-July to late July, okay, that Major League Baseball comes around and maybe they finish the NBA playoff season, whatever it is, but let's focus on baseball right now, okay, and let's assume that Major League Baseball comes back late July. How much is that going to hurt Major League Baseball when you think about, well, that's when NFL season kind of starts up. And when I say NFL season, I mean training camp, right? Mm-hmm. But people, I mean, people love training oh, yeah. camp. People love the storylines. People love, you know, going and people just, you know, people follow their teams and everything. And football is officially back. Bring on the preseason. I mean, will this have a correlation to maybe, you know, a, a down of a viewership of baseball because people are kind of get the football fever, Brent? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if baseball starts in the no, spring, I, I people, people are already ingrained. Like, all right, I'm following my team now. I'm going to see how they're doing this season. And by the time they get to July, it's like, all right, well, my team's doing this well, and I'm still following them. But to start, you know, from a new in July, when football season's right around the corner, how is that going to work for baseball? Here's the thing. I think people will be so ready for anything yeah. that it doesn't matter. They'll watch probably more than normal. They'll probably go a little bit more normal if they're allowed. But forget all that. Major League Baseball, for once, sports aren't worried about competing with the NFL. This is the one time they're not. They need to get back to competing. That's the bigger thing. Competing with the NFL and not doing great ratings is better than not competing at all and doing no ratings. So it's it's really a non-issue, I think, in 2020 because they have no choice. Sure. Just get back. Just get back to it and be able to play. And sell hot dogs and people buy tickets and hear the crack of the bat. Those things are really important, more important at now. It would be worse if they lose the season. But, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, at that time, are you going to smother the other sports a little bit? Probably. Uh, But there might be enough to go around, too, because people might have that itch. You know. And keep in mind, if people are not allowed to go, there will be more eyeballs than ever on all of these games, even the NFL, because people aren't there. So TVs are turned on. More than ever before. We just found that over the last couple months. Mm-hmm. I mean, more people have watched local news for the first time. I mean, for, you know, no doubt. <laughs> Ratings are killing right? for you, huh? I like it. Uh, yeah. Good I mean, for you, man. Uh, they, uh, but that's just a small example. Yeah. You yeah. know, the draft, the Michael Jordan documentary. These are examples that when something's on, people are watching more than ever. Tiger King. Tiger King. Yeah. But, but you Netflix. haven't finished it, though, right? No, I've stopped. My man. I'm proud yeah, of you, dude. I just stopped. I'm proud. You didn't buy into the hype. Cold turkey. You, you didn't buy into the hype. You got off cold turkey. I, I appreciate it, man. It could have been easy for you, but I commend you, Brent Marno. You're that coos. We're not going to buy into your false narrative of Tiger King. Tiger King, it, feels like, it feels like it's just come and gone. Yeah, it's over. Like it's over. Yeah, just wait until Nick Cage, Joe, as Joe see, Exotic yeah. comes out, TV show. No, I'll, I'll probably watch that. I'm not watching the documentary, though. Did Tiger King run its course? Or did Michael Jordan's documentary no. steal all the headlines? Let's, be honest. The draft Let's and be honest. It was a bunch of cat people with mullets and crazy outfits. Was it really going to have that lasting power? No. Like, Tiger King was like, 
I don't know, like the denim jean tight jackets back in the eighties. Like, yeah, they they had the run. Now they're coming back a little bit. I well, argue. Like, oh, oh, you disagree? I'd argue Let's that go, because there is a movie coming, it had some staying power, right? Now they're working on a TV show because of it. Coos, you look at all the TV shows that have occurred ever in TV history. And what have come over, like, come on, there's like 10 NICSs or CSIs or whatever like it is. Like, listen, there's never going to be content for, for television, okay? So don't sit here and tell me, well, it was so influential that they decided to make a TV show out of it. There's so many stupid, watch Adult Swim at 1.30 in the morning and tell me how essential a television show can be to right, but society. are those being inspired by documentaries? That's what I'm saying, why it has staying power. I just don't think so. Uh, by the way, do you see the praying mantis eat the murder hornet? Can we get into that real quick? About Did you the, see that? Yeah, no, I, I didn't see it. But can we There's get a in, video of it. Can we, can we get into the the narrative now of the Associated Press that obviously didn't listen to my speech yesterday they about didn't. bees? The Associated Press a couple of days ago, right, yeah. tweeted something out or shared a story, and it, it said it's not that big of a problem, Dude, right? Brent, no, you, you read it, man, because it's going to upset me if I read it again. Here's the title. After, by the way, Austin Lane, spectacular B segment yesterday. Yeah. And one thing, if you want to go back and listen to it, cool. But if you don't, spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you right now, a little cliff note. The main takeaway of my of my TED talk yesterday about bees is how important they are to our culture, to our society. Okay? Absolutely. Honeybees right, especially. Honeybees, exactly. So I'll go ahead and read what the Associated well, Press had to say. The phone has been ringing off the hook, by the way. Yeah. Do, uh, can phones still ring off the hook? <laughs> phones are ringing off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, um, get you, once school gets back in session yeah. for science classes everywhere, summer yeah. camps, I mean, you're going to be speaking well, everywhere. Well, you better offer that, that Michael Jordan kind of money, then we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> So this, AP Health and Science, I didn't even know they had a health and science branch, right. but uh, good for you for following it. Yep. Uh, bug experts say don't worry about the so-called murder hornet unless you are a beekeeper or a honeybee. Do we have to tell these people that $30 billion of our ecosystem rely on the honeybee? Hey, guess what? Brent Martin will learn something. Listen, I, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to lead a revolution right now, and like... Listen, I get everyone's got their own little political views and everyone, and, you know, is the earth flat, all this stuff. And people want to start these crazy theories. Brent, I think my theory of honeybees being important is legitimate, okay? I think it should be taken very seriously. And now we have the Associated Press coming out saying, ah, don't worry about it. They're just honeybees. They're just honeybee keepers. It'll be okay. I feel like I'm Pierce Brosnan right now in Volcano, and I'm trying to warn people, like, hey, this thing's going to pop. You guys should probably watch out and get out of town, and no one's listening to me, so I have to put my life on the line to try to save people. That's exactly what I have to do now when these murder hornets come in and wreak havoc on beehives and kill all our crowd. And all of a sudden, everyone's hungry. Hey, guess what? I have sources, Brent. My sources tell me that people eat food. People need to eat food. So if you're going to say, well, it's not a big deal. It's just the honeybees. No, it is a big deal. So AP, step your game up. Listen to my TED Talk from yesterday and change your attitude. Because I'll be damned if I'm going to be coming into the show not having food because no one took this thing seriously. Another day of Austin Lane waxing on poetic about the bees. Get it? Get it? See that? I see you, Brad. I didn't mention bees wax yesterday, but good job. I like it, man. Uh, let's get back to the NFL schedule. Is word out? Are you guys all seeing this too? Have I seen this correctly? Saints and Bucks week one. That would obviously be like the kickoff game, right? Are you talking Drew Brees and Tom Brady? Ooh, I like that, Brent. Is like that, that real? Did, did I see that earlier? Well, can, we, can you quote your source, sir, please? And then I, I don't even know. 
<laughs> so we're just throwing accusations out there now? I mean, hey, hey <laughs> did say <Dillison laughs> So bitter again. Uh, let's see what we got here. Saints and Bucks. I mean, it makes sense, though, right? That, that How would cool be, would that be? Well, that'd be a pretty good one, right? Can you do any better? Who won the Super Bowl well, last year? Yeah. Chief. Yeah, but isn't that... Do well, we just they, kind of, they kind of did away with that last year because Bears, Patriots... Oh. Well, they did. Yeah. The 100th year, and uh, yeah. I think it was... It was the Bears-Packers. Yeah, but weren't they thinking of doing, like, uh, Chiefs-Patriots again, like the rematch of the AFC Championship game, and they didn't do that, but they did Bears-Packers instead? Okay, uh, that might be it. Um, By the way, Nick Underhill of... Uh, NewOrleans.football.com. NewOrleansFootball.com. That's the Saints Dilla? I guess so. I mean, he works at NewOrleansFootball.com. He basically just tried to say he's more credible than Dilla. He's got 32,000 followers, Brent. He's got a more than you. It's more than you. More credible than you are. That's true. More followers than you got. So what do you bring (laughs) to the table? So, yeah, so. Followers uh, don't seem to matter in terms of leaks. So, Saints and Bucks, week one, mark it down. Let's go. Uh, So, that's a a dandy. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, why, how much would would you rather, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the schedule, by the way, coming out to 7.30 uh, tonight, it does not look like, by all accounts, and that was a good indication, too, if it's Bucks saints that the rumor of yesterday where AFC would play the NFC, yeah. that's not happening. No. What also way, is not happening, that yeah. is backloading division games. And again, we talked about that a little bit last week. I'd heard mixed reviews on that. I, I A lot of people ran with that, and I had heard, nah, not, not so fast. So, And who knows? I've also heard the NFL schedule has been a very fluid thing even through the last week. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes they have this thing ready to roll and hold on to it. Uh, this one might have been a late play on a lot of different fronts in terms of working the computers and, and spitting it out. Um, it'll be an interesting story if somebody does gather that kind of information. Was this was this schedule just finished like yesterday well, or not? And you bring up a great point. Who was the guy that kind of leaked information yesterday saying that it was going to be John Clayton? John Clayton. It's it something on uh, on a radio station I think in Philly about the AFC versus NFC, and it made some sense by the way because. They were trying to, if you had to push back the season, you take away the conference games, which those conference no. games and division games come to tiebreakers. And it's awesome because I love John Clayton, man. The guy's awesome. He's good for the game of football. He's got over a million followers, Brent. But listen, you put out something out in the airwaves, and you're not right. This isn't a 5,000 you know follower guy like he does. This is, a, this is a, a big guy. This is a heavy hitter, let's just say, in the NFL world. Sounds like he just disrespected Dilla. Well, I'm just saying John Clayton. You know, you kind of have a responsibility a little bit to, you know, don't leak out stuff that's not going to be true. This looks like it's not going to be true. So shame on you, John Clayton. Well, he did say a while back, I think, that no, uh, don't expect any London games. So he's right on that one. Uh, yeah. Matt Sturman uh, jumps in, says Packers at Vikings apparently is a, is a thing uh, to open the season in week number oh, one. I thought it was going to be a thing in general, like it's a thing every so single year. So actually what the NFL is huh. doing here is really a lot of divisional games. The leak for the Jags is a lot of people think it will be Indy and, and the Jags, right? To open the year. Was that to open the year? Indy? Yeah. Is that how I is, think, uh, is that what the schedule said? Let me check it out. Just keep talking. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. But I've seen that a couple places, not just. Yeah, yeah. Indy, to, Indy at home to open things up. Yeah, and then yeah. Tennessee. At Tennessee. Yeah, so a couple of division games right off the bat mm-hmm. is kind of the way the NFL looks like they're going. Um, so that's interesting. Here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Schedule maker. Me? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, really just a feel. We were talking primetime, okay? You love primetime. 
that mean, do, do, do you want me to eviscerate you again? <laughs> yeah, you listen to like two people on Twitter. That's all I need, two man. Two people said hey, that. That's all I need, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice of your cousins to jump in from Wisconsin. <laughs> hey, I come from a very small family. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I take that primetime game away from you. Okay? So no primetime game at all? No primetime game. I'm already triggered, but okay. But I give you a 1 o'clock game on Thanksgiving. No. Oh, I think okay. Hang on, hey, bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Listen to the whole thing here. Hold on. I was just like, well, it's a one o'clock game against the New England Patriots, something like that. Okay, let, let's let's everybody calm down. Everybody relax. Oh man, Brent. I'm asking everybody: Would you trade the primetime game? For a Thanksgiving game at 1 o'clock. This would have been the year to do it. They're playing the NFC North. I know. Go ahead. You know what? Thanksgiving would be cool. I mean, but by the, the way, this, I, I shouldn't there's say no this. wrong answer. This wouldn't but. be the year to do it because Detroit's here. Those games are always oh, at Detroit and at Dallas. Yeah. So this wouldn't be the year to do it. But yeah. I'm just going to ask in general anyway because the, the Jags are one of, I want to say two teams, but now that might be off a little bit. It might be like, three or four teams that haven't played on Thanksgiving. I really thought the Jaguars were going to play on Thanksgiving 2018 because they're coming off the big year. Mm -hmm. They're expected to be decent again, Mm -hmm. and they're playing at Dallas. And that was the window to do it. Now, thankfully, they got their butts whooped at Dallas anyway. They had just lost to Kansas City. You wouldn't want to see that on Thanksgiving. But I thought that was the year that they would do it. That made a lot of sense to me. The Jags were finally coming off a big year. It made sense to give them something big. And they are one of the few teams that haven't played on there. Uh, it does not make sense this year because the Detroit will be home and they don't play Dallas. But I'm just asking in general. I'd like to see the Jags get a Thanksgiving game. But would you trade the prime time? So here's the thing. It would be cool, right? Thanksgiving, the families gather around the table. Gardner Minshew leading a, a drive. Like, yeah, man. Like, that, that puts Jacksonville on the map. But what did I just say? I said it puts Jacksonville on the map. And the way to put Jacksonville on the map is to have a primetime game at home. If you play on Thanksgiving, it's going to be an away game. Okay? So with that being said, I would rather have a primetime game in Jacksonville at home in front of Duval than I would having an away game in Detroit or Dallas. You are strong on this primetime stuff. Brent, you know what? I've, I've said my piece, and I'm standing my ground, sir. Standing my ground. What do you think? Or you're going Thanksgiving all day. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. I think there are probably more eyeballs on the Thanksgiving game. Depends on your opponent. Like, listen, Detroit's not a great opponent, but it is Thanksgiving. Of course. Right? Everyone's going to tune in and watch regardless. In, in Regardless. Yeah. They'll watch paint dry. Yeah. As long as it's on a football field yeah. on Thanksgiving. Well, to be fair, I usually miss the Detroit game because I'm, you know, I'm at the beach uh, for the black party for Thanksgiving. But, oh, yeah. So I, I do miss it. And probably a thousand people in Jacksonville miss it as well. Okay. But they have TVs there, right? Uh, at the Lemon Bar, yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you make it back for the second half. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I make it back just in time for my wife to say, where have you been? So, yeah. Just just uh, in time, Brent. I think that would be a good trade for the Jags at some point. The primetime game. I mean, here's the thing. Primetime game against Tennessee, to me, has done nothing nationwide anyway. Like, it, it's not going to draw a ton of – it's not going to get people excited. Yeah. Uh, could you have Minshew uh, – if, if some of these reports are right, could you have Minshew and Tua? 
But I'm not sure Tua is playing in the first month of the year for the Cowboys. I'm not sure. I'm Cowboys, uh, Dolphins. I'm not sure he's playing at all. Mm-hmm. But especially early on, like it's doubtful Tua would be week three on a Thursday I mean, night. Maybe he's weak. Maybe they, they listen. Maybe he tears apart training camp. Maybe he's 100 percent healthy and they go with him yeah, right he away. Says I don't he's know. going to be ready. I just yeah. don't get the sense that's their plan. Yeah. Now plans get thrown out the window pretty quickly. It does, but you know you get Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's very serviceable. So I would probably roll with Ryan Fitzpatrick and see what you got first. Let's just say this: if it's Minshew Tua, well, that's a fascinating watch. If it's Minshew Fitzpatrick, eh, is what people around I mean, the country will say uh, anyway. The only thing better to me would be like Minshew versus Joe Burrow, right? Because like it's essentially, and Tua is kind of the same category here with Burrow, but it's like essentially you have the guy that nobody really believed in, right? The guy that went sixth round, that was on nobody's radar, taking on the guy who is the man, like a Tua or a Joe Burrow. Like as far as storylines are concerned and polar opposites, that's how you make a football game right there. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be pretty I feel, good. Uh, I feel like Dana White right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're trying to. Well, we that's have Tua Tungabayola taking on Gardner Minshew. That's yeah. what the schedule makers do a little bit. I just don't know if they factor Jacksonville and Minshew into that equation. I think mm-hmm. they do it with Brady and Breeze and the big market teams. And unless you got a superb story, mm-hmm. uh, Tua might be part of that story. But I don't. I think the NFL tries to do that as much as possible. That's evident uh, with some of their openers and things. But. Um, and, and and by the way, the the networks have really pushed on that quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, the the networks have like Fox has done a tremendous job to get that Thursday night beefier and and sexier, if you will, sure. in terms of the games. Monday night, I think, is doing a better job of doing. Sunday night has become it's, they're going to get the games. It's the marquee one. Monday night to me, I mean, Monday night has lost so much. And Monday night football to me, like I almost feel like Thursday night football is bigger than Monday night football. Who's doing the Monday night commentary? Is it Tony? Is it Romo doing Monday night now? No, 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 no. no, no, no. He didn't move over that. Okay, I think Whoever they might have made a play to try to get him okay. over there. Whoever. I don't even know if they fully decided who is. Uh, uh, okay. Is it still Tessator and and uh, Booger? Booger? Yeah. And, uh, I think it is. Okay, whatever so, it is. But again, um, Monday night they've it's it just uh, it, well I think my reasoning for Monday night not being as big anymore is because. They push it to ESPN, and ESPN's almost like it's it's one of the Careful major now. networks. Careful now, Brent. We're ESPN six nine. I know, but when they did that, they kind of took when they take it off network TV, like yeah. the network, you know, Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS. They they went outside that, and so they, in my opinion, they downgraded Monday Night Football by doing that in per- perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, listen, ABC is not overall a strong, super strong network versus the others. And ESPN is so strong as a sports entity uh, that it's it's probably not realistic. I just think they lost a little something when they said, OK, we're not going to put it on ABC mm-hmm. anymore. And, and, and plus, they just have not developed enough big name Al Michaels, Jim Nance to do the games. Uh, Tariko did it for a bit, and I think that was pretty big. But they just have lost a little bit of the luster off Monday night, in my opinion. Uh, but the games ha- did get better last year on Monday night. So that was a, at least a good thing uh, in that regard. Uh, so I got one other question about the schedule. I want to take a break. Uh, the schedule is out there. I mean, the uh, the leaks are out there. Uh, my question is out there. Would you give up a primetime game for a Thanksgiving game? It won't happen this year. I'm just saying in general. And next up. We've got a, some some quick hitters to get to, but one includes the schedule. Mm-hmm. How dangerous are the quarterbacks the Jags play this year? We already know their opponents, so we kind of know what the quarterback situation could look like. Yeah. Uh, how dangerous is that situation? 
for the Jags. Jordan Love could be the real deal, man. <laughs> Whoops. And also, what in the world, Earl Thomas? Oh, I can't wait to get into this one. <laughs> hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, this story was tailor-made for me, let me just say. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Yeah, right now, because uh, we're going through our first install of the day, and usually you go through an install, you go through the classroom, which I just did, and I feel like I got a pretty good understanding of what we try to install today. Um, but then usually you go on the field and you get to walk through it, and then you get to practice it, so you put it in the practice. And, like, I can go in my backyard and I can go through steps, but I can't see the offense doing anything. I can't communicate to Miles next to me or to the DNs to make some some calls here and there to – to get through it, uh, work through it. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be different. Um, you just got to be really studious and kind of pay attention in the in the classroom or in the virtual classroom way more, um, and kind of go through the film. I think it's going to be a lot more just watching film and putting yourself in the shoes of the guys who are in it because you're not going to be able to talk. I mean, we have Zoom meetings. Um, we get I get to talk to we're making our calls and our checks um, through the Zoom meetings, but still, it's not the same. That is Joe Schobert talking about, uh, well, <laughs> this is a state oh, age, right? Yep. I mean, it's it's tricky on him. No doubt about it. It's different. I think this – listen, if you add the tea leaves up, I am way more sunshine and rainbows than most anybody that even exists, but I'm way more sunshine and rainbows on the Jaguars roster than people are. I don't think Mitchell's getting enough credit. I don't think what's coming back is getting enough of its due. I think the Jaguars are going to be way more competitive. I think they'll win way more games than people think. I don't know about way more, but more people than people they think. I'm not sitting here telling you they're going to go to the playoffs and all this stuff. But I think people seriously think they're going to be a two or three win team, and I don't think that. I think they're going to be more like a six, maybe seven win team, um, I, I believe. Uh, now, that might be a bit high, but... And again, that's not like, oh, wow, great. <laughs> I get yeah. it. I get it. I, I'm just telling you I'm a little more um, uh, sunshine and rainbows on the Jags than, than a lot of people. But I will say the tea leaves add up to be concerning. One, because they're super young. Two, because they're making philosophical changes, I believe, on offense and defense. They're not going to just sit there and pound the rock and be physical and run downhill. Mm-hmm. They're not going to just play this 4-3 simplistic defense. They're going to use some hybrid 3-4, maybe even more of a full switch to 3-4. And then on top of all that, while they're trying to do this stuff, they have this period that you've got to be able to use and learn through communication and technology. And some people learn different ways. Some people are good on that. Other people are not. Other people have to take what normally would be an install, right? Yep. Is you get the install at a meeting, you go out on the practice field, you walk through it, and then you practice it. Correct. That's what this time is. Are they going to be able to learn enough in the camp time come mm-hmm. August to be satisfying, to be playing fast, to know what they're doing, and to be the things that you want them to be? Controlled, chaotic, violent. Mm, Sprawls off the tongue. Listen, I, I think that's a very fair curiosity mm-hmm. for this football team. That, they, that doesn't add up to success. We could certainly sit here in November and the Jaguars are looking at two and six or one and seven and say, listen, I mean, they've struggled on defense because they've struggled making this change. They missed April and May and mini camps in June. They're starting a rookie mini camp tomorrow on Zoom, <laughs> not on the field or in the building. Yep. You know, they look 
they 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 did this, they did that. We could look back on because of these couple of months as we point to at least one of the excuses. We might also say they're just not very good. Fair enough. But I do think we could certainly have that conversation in, in November for, for the outside world who's been very critical of the Jags. I think too much. They have a point in that. They do. But you know what? I guess we're kind of reversing roles here because let me go ahead and represent the Sunshine and Rainbows Wisconsin Club, okay? We're coming out of Jacksonville. I'm pumping a little sunshine in for everybody. Yes, to transition from a 4-3 to a 3-4 defense, it takes time, okay? It takes effort. But if you look at the, the team as a whole on that defense, essentially you're asking a couple guys to play a new spot. You know, you're asking... Josh Allen, all right, you have to probably drop back in a little more coverage, but keep in mind, Josh Allen did that in college, all right? Chase on, you're good to go. Yannick Ngakwe, once again, you're used to standing up, but you have to drop back in a little more coverage. Okay, that's so that's fine. Taven Bryan, play your five technique. You played it last year, need you to play it better, but play the five technique. He can do that. Gunter, do what you've always done, be an animal. Got that. Al Woods, Avery Jones. Guess what? In a regular 3-4 defense, yes, you got a two-gap. And you know what? It puts a lot of pressure on the nose technique because it's important a two-gap and a nose technique. But you know what? Let's go ahead and throw that 3-4 under defense in there, and let's have you play a shade. Essentially, what you guys have always played. So from the most important pieces, Brent, from the linebacking core, from uh, the defensive line, not a lot of things have changed. Now, Miles Jack, his role changes a little bit, but one could say it gets easier because now he's not calling all the shots. Now he's not getting guys lined up. Joe Schobert, not worried about it, right? He's he, he's Puzz version 2.0, not worried about it. Secondary, coverage has changed a little bit, but overall, I mean, the, the secondary, as far as, like, you know, things to know, it's not as... Actually, the last scheme is really the trickiest part usually is the secondary, the yeah. communication, some of the soft spots in sure. that defense. And there's going to be probably some more terminology and things like that, and they're, and they're still pretty young. Don't get it twisted. But I think overall, I mean, the transition won't be as hard as I think a lot of people will think it is going to be. Because, Interesting. Yeah, just because you have the pieces in place that have done it before. Well, listen, I mean, I don't think it's brain surgery, but you still have to get 11 guys dancing on the same page. Sure. I mean, that's... That's no, the beauty of football. It's and, not, and we could not do that last year. Yeah, so, yeah. And I so I, like I was playing, but they like, couldn't do it last year. Like I year. said, I, I, I'm going to remain positive on this Jags team more than other people. Yep. Uh, and, but I, I get that part of it. Mm-hmm. I get that more than saying, well, Minshew's your quarterback, or you got, you don't have any talent. Yep. I, I don't think that's the case. I think this team has some talent more than people want to admit. Uh, I think uh, Minshew's going to be better than. People want to believe. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that there are some concerns, no doubt about it, and that's one of them. That yeah. A young football team, this period could hurt young football teams more than others. Uh, there is no doubt about that, especially if you're making changes in the philosophies, in the schemes. That makes sense. All right, here's a question. Before we get to this Earl Thomas thing, oh, my goodness. Hey, Coos, uh, I have to dispel a rumor here. Um, who, somebody said on, on YouTube watching they don't believe. Yeah, someone believes that you've already seen the schedule and you're playing dumb. Preach. I will tell you this. Preach. Austin asked me the same question in the break. Preach. He's like, you've seen the schedule, right? And I'm I'm being totally honest with you. Yeah. I have not seen the schedule. Mm. I asked specifically. Mm-hmm. I could have seen the schedule by now. His palms are pretty sweaty. I but, yeah. asked I asked specifically to not see the schedule until after the show. I did not want to know. 
I'm I'm serious. That is. <laughs> do I have to swear on a Bible? What's no, the Boy no. Scout hey, thing or hey, something? We believe you, but can I just sit back here and say you're so brave, Brent? All right, <laughs> you are the Rosa Parks of of sports media. Where you didn't want to know, man. You wanted to be fair. You don't want to come into the show today without a leak and say what the schedule was. So brave, so courageous. I'm proud of you. Now that being said, I can confirm Dilla's schedule. No, I'm just. <laughs> Oh right boy. on the money. Uh, yeah. No, but it's just funny that you got that because uh, I, I really yeah. have not seen. It. By the way, yeah, they don't, really they're doing the Pinocchio uh, emoji. <laughs> and, and here's the thing too. So That's like, good. I, I told you what was up. So you commented on Dilla's stuff, right? And you said yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm blocking him or whatever. Yeah. To me, that was like, well, then Dill was right, and you know about it. Like that's that's how I interpret. Once again, here I am interpreting things on Twitter, but that's how I interpreted it. So when we walked in here, and I sat down, and we talked about you know the schedule somehow being released, and I'm sitting here like this, listening. To you go, eh, I don't know if it's true or not. We'll see what happens. And like the whole time, I'm thinking, oh, so you're just gonna lie to my face now, dude? That's how we're gonna do it. But <laughs> I, I didn't know that you didn't know. Okay. But, but I will say this. I mean, we had Dill on. Dill yeah. has been right before. I'm not discounting what Dill is saying, man. so I feel like I've seen the schedule now. 80%, man, it's all But I'm just telling you, I have not seen the schedule. 80%, it's all I'm saying. Get, get ready to get bumped up to 82%. All right, uh, here's the deal. Quarterbacks that the Jags have to face this year. Mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers a couple times. What I want to know is, do, do these guys scare you? Is this a murderer's row? Philip Rivers scares me because he's always dominated Jacksonville. He has, but uh, are you? Uh, do you favor more Philip Rivers as the guy that's killed the Jaguars like a murder hornet? Yep. Or <laughs> that is aging like he's going to need a cane by the third quarter? Don't care. He was aging last year, didn't have a good offensive line, and he still tore the Jaguars apart. So does Philip Rivers scare me? You better believe it. Okay, so too scary. Too scary. Uh, Tannehill. Derrick Kennedy scares me more, so no. Okay. Not scared Terry Yeah, we're just on quarterbacks here, yeah. okay? Um, if – do you expect Tua to play? <sighs> That's the question. Yes. You do. I think he will. Early? Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, well, he's he's first-round pick. But I, he doesn't scare me, does he? No. Like, I want to play a rookie QB. Yeah. yeah but either yeah, way, yeah. Fitzpatrick doesn't scare me either, right? No. All right, well, so. Yeah, Fitzpatrick's had his run, though. I no, understand. no, I'm not. The, the offense in general, no. no. All right. Uh, potentially Burrow. No. Not yet, right? Not, not with Cincinnati. Doesn't have the talent around him yet. Uh, Watson scares you? Yes. A couple times. He killed him in London last year. Yep. Uh, Stafford, does he scare you? Oof. Yeah. Who do they have as Whiteouts? Uh, they got Geronimo Allison from Green Bay. They just signed. Um, they got the talk. I gotta look it up quick. Sorry. It's I, okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm embarrassed. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm curious because you can make the case that the Jaguars secondary will be a big question mark, right? Oh, and hell. so. Yeah, so they got, they got Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, Geronimo Allison. All right, we're really, Galladay's the only guy that does much TJ Hawkinson. Oh, tight end. Yeah. All right, so Getting Stafford scared? will put in the scary. I'm scared. Okay. Uh, Shaking in my boots. Tyrod Taylor or Herbert? Oh, no. Let me answer this. No. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers is a yes. Or, or Jordan Love? No. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers Ben Roethlisberger, scary or no? Doesn't scare me. Not anymore. You know what? I, eventually, I grew up. I'm not afraid of ghosts anymore. I'm not afraid of Ben Roethlisberger. Baker Mayfield. Oh. Uh, the offense scares me. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I'd say, yeah. That's yeah. dangerous, man. Yeah. I mean, you're not on your P's and Q's that game. They could put a 40 on you. Who you tell At me? least on paper. Yeah. But uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Scares me. Adam Thielen. They had? they had in the draft. They had the kid uh, Jefferson. Well, yeah, they got yeah. rid of Diggs and yeah. Yeah, Jefferson. Yep. Uh, Plus, the tenants, too, are good. Ursula Lamar Jr. Jackson. Next question. <laughs> uh, Foles or Trubisky? No. Sorry, Nick. So here I am as I'm at. I counted, by the way, Rivers twice. Yep. Watson twice. The Tannehill, Tannehill and the no twice. column twice. Mm-hmm. So I've got nine quarterbacks that are in the scary column mm-hmm. and seven in the eh. And really, there's not a lot of hesitation between the two. There's not a lot of middle ground. No. It's either you're concerned about playing the quarterback or you're not. It's not up for debate. But nine's a lot. Like yep. the Jags last year, I don't think faced that. I think they. they, they I think they. Well, fortunately, you're always going to face. Uh, Watson, but you weren't afraid of Jacoby Brissett. Now you are afraid of Rivers twice. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's not the end all be all, but I think it's worth saying. Keep in mind the Jaguars. A lot of people feel like they got a little fortunate in seventeen because they played a lot of backup QBs and they added up and it lined up and all this stuff. Just because you play a good good quarterback doesn't mean you don't have confidence you're going to win the game. Like Detroit, all right. Detroit doesn't scare me. They're here at home. Stafford's a good quarterback. I'd put him in the scary column. He can light you up. But Detroit's. I mean, show, they won three games last year. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not afraid of Detroit. Mm-hmm. So it, it's interesting. But Jags, this new defense, this young defense, mm-hmm. have their hands full with some of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, and a good exercise for tomorrow, too, is what we should be asking is what running games scare you, right? Because teams look at, look at the stats from last year. They see the footage. And they see Clayus Campbell's gone now. Good call. I mean, a team could start pounding the rock as well. So Topic I think tomorrow, idea tomorrow. Yep. Put, put it down. Coos, put it on the list. What uh, running teams scare you for, yeah, for the Jacksonville like, Jaguars? Well, yeah, they're fine. We'll do the, uh, I'm, I'm going to forget about it, but it's we'll, whatever. We'll do the only exercise. We're, we're going to talk about it. It's Tom, fine. Tomorrow, we'll do the only exercise that's more dumb than mock drafts and grading a draft. <laughs> and that is predicting winners. <laughs> tomorrow, the Jags go 16-0 and 0 oh, here on Action like Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I like it. Uh, it's it's really going to be interesting. Schedules are hard to do. Predictions are hard to do, uh, especially when you're a positive guy like me. And... This is a football team that won six games last year, despite a lot of people saying how piss poor they were, pretty much. Yeah. Six games isn't that far off from being 500, yeah. and 500 in the NFL isn't that bad far off from being a pretty decent season. Yeah. Yet people think the Jaguars are awful and going to be the worst team by far in the NFL. I mean, can you make the case this team could be a little better equipped to win six games than even last year's team? Mm-hmm. Now, what people will say against Minshew is he didn't beat anybody. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have a chance to do that again this year and not beat anybody. There will be teams on this roster, on this schedule, that you'll be like, oh, I thought they were supposed to be good. They weren't. Yeah. They'll be the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Lions that you say, I'm not worried about. Those are teams that maybe they'll finish under 500, and you're supposed to be, or well, should be. Or I'll be honest, be. man. I cannot wait for tomorrow to come in here and talk about, like, I know what I'm talking about in terms of the schedule, picking winners and losers, and then when the end of the season comes around, I am completely wrong. Can't wait for that. For <laughs> I that. I, we'd have to go back to last Tales year. all this time. I don't even know what we predicted. I went. I think I, I went 8-8. Eight and eight. Did you? Uh, yeah, I think I remember it was... More wins than losses for yeah. one of you. I, well, that would have been me. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm going here. I've been here for 12 <laughs> years, and I don't think I've ever predicted the chance to go under 8-8. Eight eight. <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly how Brent Martin's predictions went down. Mr. Sunshine and Rainbows. Uh, I may have predicted them to be 7-9, and nine, actually, last year. I might have. Uh, I probably have not. Any, I don't probably think so, not. man. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to the <laughs> footage. remember. We thought Foles was, like, yeah, the real Foles deal. Foles could be the real deal. Let's not remember. Gosh. Yeah.
I'm an embarrassment. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's end with this. Holy Earl Thomas. So. Who's at fault in the Earl Thomas situation? So to paint the picture real quick, so last night, I'm getting ready to go to bed, check my phone one more time, go on Twitter, don't know why, but I do, and I see people retweeting Earl Thomas in a video message, right? And he comes out and he says, hey, Twitter World, I want to let you guys know that uh, there's some information out there with TMZ, um, you know, there's an incident with my wife, I want to kind of spearhead it and get in the forefront of it before it comes out, so you heard it from me first. The end. Okay? No detail. So I go to bed thinking, Wow. Earl Thomas must have beat up his girlfriend, or I'm sorry, his wife. And you know how I feel about that, number one, Brent. Number two, Earl Thomas, man, like, I have a lot of respect for that dude, right? Legion of, uh, Legion of Boom, um, one of the best safeties to ever do it. So I heard that, and I went to bed angry. I man. thought the same thing. By the way. I went to, yeah, I, I went to bed angry, okay? I wasn't in a good mood, because, like, now if you're the Ravens, what do you do? I mean, he's one of the best safeties in football. Do you cut him, or do you say, well, you know, so all that thing. So I'm trying to get to bed. I wake up the next morning, and, I see Earl Thomas trending, Earl Thomas' wife trending, and gun trending. Read the story. Turns out that Earl Thomas got in a disagreement with his wife, leaves with his brother, goes to an Airbnb with some females, and ends up leaving a Snapchat open where his wife sees it, tracks down Earl Thomas, finds Earl Thomas with some girls, gets upset, and points a gun at his head. Now, keep in mind, the gun was supposed to be empty. The ammo clip wasn't in there. But if you know how guns work, if she ever took Hunter safety course in Wisconsin, she would know that there's always going to be a bolt in the chamber as well. She didn't know that. So essentially, she was pointing a gun at Earl Thomas's head um, with a bolt in the chamber and the safety off. Mm. Here's the thing, though. Well, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things on this one. <laughs> there's a couple of things. So I'm not sure we have I'm not trying time. to laugh. Okay. There are a couple of things. So... Last night, Earl Thomas, once he was on his Twitter thing, you know, his video, he's like, hey, can everybody, you know, send some prayers my way, man, like my, my family needs it. And I was like, well, no, I'm not going to be praying for you because you beat up your wife. And why, why would I send positive vibes and prayers to that? Like, that's ridiculous. No, man, we're all good. You're not getting any of my prayers, any of my well wishes. You messed up. But now, as I read this story, you know, and Earl Thomas didn't beat up his wife. Yes, he cheated on her. Not good. Not Not a good thing. But then you had a gun pointed at your head, crazy, chaos, whatever. It's, it's like my defense today, crazy, chaotic, yes. violence. Almost. Yeah, exactly. I'll be honest with you, man. Okay, Brent, and then this is this is a little behind the scenes about who I am. Before I go to bed every single night, um, you can say I say prayers, I say well wishes, I talk to the man upstairs, I talk to a higher power, whatever it is, but I put good vibes out for my friends and my family in the universe before I go to bed every single night. Earl Thomas. Sorry, man, but I'm all full. All right, I can't, I can't put your well wishes and your prayers into my bank right now. Okay, I'm like the DJ. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, a, I'm like a bouncer right now outside of the nightclub, and we're at max capacity. You're trying to come in with Crocs and a tall tee, and I can't let you in, man. It's like sorry. the Cheesecake Factory is full. Exactly. Sorry, Cheesecake Factory is full. Can't give you any of my prayers or any of my well wishes. All right, because a you cheated on your wife with Snapchat. That's why you don't get Snapchat. That's why you stay off Instagram. Stay away from chat. And, num- and number two, your girlfriend almost shot you in the head, man. Now, in retrospect, like we sit here and joke about it because nobody got hurt. Okay, that's the most important thing. But your wife obviously has some issues too, right? Because who points a gun at someone's head? Even if you think the gun's empty, still, man, you can't be doing that. So 
Your wife is has some issues as well. She got arrested in those. Yeah. But now here's the thing. Okay. Where's the brother come into play? Here's that's a good point too. Dude, there, there's a lot of things that just are shaky. Here's here's the thing though. Is it wrong? <laughs> is it wrong to say that you know what? I respect Earl Thomas's wife because she's passionate. You know, she's that kind of crazy. But you know what? She cares so much that she pulled a gun on her husband because she was that devastated. Can I sit here and say I respect it? Probably not because we're in 2020 and that's about a good thing to do. But you know what? Having a passionate wife like that, Brent, I'm trying to find a silver lining in this. Okay, don't look at me. Okay, don't look at me, Brent. I'm just going to say, though. Can you play like Garth Brooks' Thunder Rolls or something <laughs> right now? Hey, you want to talk about a, a music video that I watched when I was like six years old that I shouldn't have seen? Talk about adult situations the Thunder Rolls Garth Brooks saw on uh, CMT. Anyways, yeah, just not a good situation, though. Yeah, this is a weird one, right? Yeah. So he's not going to get in trouble. No. Right? I don't think so. No. Why would... I mean... Yeah, he's not yeah, going to get in trouble. But, but it looked like it at cheated. first last night when he issued the... the I know. Because like, everybody's thinking Ray Rice. Ray Rice was actually trending. Yeah. And so he's not in that category. Yeah. Instead, this is more one of shame. Yeah. One, because he cheated on his wife. That's out there. Yeah. Two, she almost... Well, it could have been violent. Exactly. And uh, three... Well, his brother was involved in this sex scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the with thing. With these women. How do you... I think How that's the only way I can. Yeah. How do you have a relationship after this, though? Like, if your loved one pulls a gun on you, like, you don't just go out to dinner the next night and say, like, hey, remember that time? Like, no, nah, I don't think so. So that's a tough. Are, are we going to bring up the big divorce word here? You think? It, it, when when he did that video, though, he said something like, "She's let me see my kids and stuff." Yeah, it didn't yeah. sound like they were together. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't, dude. Right? You, you can't do that. Yeah, I think that's a tough. One. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if I get possessed by the most craziest demon of all time. If my wife pulls a gun on me, sorry, game over. Thanks for playing. Take half my money, and I'll see you down the road. This had a, like a little Andre Risen kind of moment to it. Yeah, not good, man. That was bizarre. Yeah. But, hey, the NFL <laughs> schedule gets released in a couple of hours. What a transition. I think Dilla should really watch what happens at 8 o'clock tonight. And uh, we'll have it for you on TV, too. CBS 47, Fox 30. We'll be back on it to predict the wins and losses tomorrow on ESPN 690.